Welcome to Clean Cut Studios in New York City. This is where the city meets the sticks. I'm your host, Grant White. And I'm Michael Hidasi. Good afternoon, New York. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to City Meets the Sticks, episode four. Michael Hidasi and Grant White What's here. What's going on? What's going on? The Clear Cut Studios, New York City. Thanks for joining us. We see a lot of love over the past few weeks. Yes. A lot of comments, a lot of likes. All over there, everywhere you can find us. Everywhere. iTunes, the podcast is bumping. Periscope Live right now. Facebook Live. Everything. We got it covered for you. Right oh, don't here. forget YouTube. YouTube as well. City Meets the Sticks YouTube. You can check us out. We uh, we clip down everything that we do on this show. We give it a, a nice nice picture with everything that we work with. So if you're not catching us live, catch us on all the, the short segments that we clip off. City Meets the Sticks YouTube. We did a little something on the street today. We'll get that posted for you so- shortly. Oh, my Hilarious. gosh. Hilarious. That was probably one of the funniest things I've ever done, not even with this show, but, like, just actually done in my career being on air. Hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Um, we're coming off a weekend where mixed reviews, I think. <laughs> Personally, I'm in a grumpy mood. Very grumpy DOS. VGD, <laughs> that's what we call them. Yeah, we have the three-letter acronyms for some of the things we do, like uh, – no, NGG is No Gel Grant. Yes. Which only a few of us get to see. <laughs> Very rarely do people outside of the closest people to me see me without gel in my hair. You know, I try to, I, I uphold an image, so I have to stay, you know, tight to that image. So, yeah, I'm very grumpy, Doss, right now because this week's NFL playoffs game, they were, they were just terrible. Honestly, they were one of probably the most boring weekend I've ever experienced in the NFL playoffs. I've been following it's close. pretty cl- I mean, all the games were, for the most part, not competitive. Um, of course, if you followed my Doss Nose last week, you would know it was one for three against the spread. Three and one straight up. Not happy about it. Sorry for those who uh, followed suit. Um, but, you know, the NFL is kind of a joke, and we'll get into more of that. There's, every year it keeps getting... I don't know, keep growing less and less interest, I think. But the good thing about this season is that there are different teams in it, which is good, which it keeps maybe the average viewer who always sees the same teams in it every year. It's nice to see some different faces. I'll tell you why the referees and basically all officiating in most sports, they really no need for them at this point. <laughs> so I'll get into that in my Das No segment later on. Yeah. And explain why we should do away with the Zebras. How about you, Grant? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Um, it, oh, it, shocking. <laughs> Grant had a great weekend. <laughs> it was great. Friday night, listen to this. I did a cooking class out on Long Island with my fiance Lauren. We went out, and they basically, it, it was like six things that we prepared. We did a dessert. We did these um, twice-baked baked potatoes with, like, cauliflower and bacon bits. Now, what does that mean, twice-baked? You bake the potato once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bake the potato once, right. and then you scoop out, like, kind of what already is baked and then you fill it with something else whether it's bacon potatoes other potatoes and then you put it back in the oven and bake it again it is honestly awesome all right that's not impressive i mean a baked potato okay well it was cut fun. the potato open put some butter salt pepper chives broccoli cheese throw it back in the oven right well i mean if you want to go standard but we didn't we we took actually cauliflower mashed that up with, with cheddar cheese there was um scallions that we learned how to slice properly they actually, the, the guy that was doing, shout out to Pete, if Pete's watching, he's definitely not. A little Julienne? 
and he he taught us how to use the knife properly. So you know, up and back. Don't don't keep your fingers out. You got to curve those fingers so you're not going to chop your fingers off. But so we learned how to do that. We did a filet mignon. Had a nice glass of wine. It was awesome. Filet mignon. So I I filled my stomach and I came into the week feeling pretty good. Um, but then it's just the wake up call. The wake up call is what gets me. Mondays are very tough. They're very the hardest. Tough. We wake up. I wake up at 2.30 a.m. Monday through Friday, and it's just – it's not right. People aren't supposed to be – the only people awake at that time are usually the people – I'm walking into work, and people are coming out of the bars. Truly, that's what happens every morning. Coming come to work, people are walking out of the bars. They're stumbling. I'm you know straight as an arrow. Maybe we need to try going to the bar and then going straight into work because then we won't have to worry about waking up. Well, we, we won't. We have to worry about staying up. That is true if we just try to pull an all-nighter, but – I think if I pulled an all-nighter, you know how I do without sleep. I'm not good without sleep. You know that. Yeah, I know. But it, maybe it's better off than waking up. I mean, waking up early, let me. it sucks, okay? I often question what I'm doing when I'm up at that hour. I Like, my eyes open, and there's usually that five minutes of just, like, am I really about to, like, be up right now? Am I, am I up at 2.30 in the morning to go into work at 4.00? But the You're answer, up at 2.30? Up at 2.30. You know my commute. I'm coming I was in. basically awake till 2.30 last night. I know you were. <laughs> I mean, the college football championship was last night. I know. I know. You're going to be really disappointed in me. but Oh, like what else is new? <laughs> I missed I missed it. Um, and here, can I tell you why? I mean, I think I know why, considering that you, I walked into work today and everybody's talking about the college football championship. Epic game, by the way. Deshaun it, Watson on the comeback, you know, scores with the, the game winner with one second left, okay? Right. Definitely by far the story of the day. Except if your name is Grant White. Because all he's concerned about is this The Bachelor, the show <laughs> that nobody should be watching. Okay? But everyone is. People are talking about it. You cannot stop what is The Bachelor. And I'm telling you, and it wasn't just me, and you know this, people were talking about it at work. There was, there was a good hum about what was happening on The Bachelor. Nick going crazy, but, you know, we'll get into all that. But I did. I missed the national championship game. I watched The Bachelor, and I went to bed. I cannot believe you that you watch – did you turn into the game? Did you tune into the game at all? Did you even know it was on? I did. You know, I would in commercials. I would kind of pop back and forth. You know, the game started at nine p.m., which is late for me as it is. But you know, I, I caught the, the beginning of the Bachelor and then I, I finished it out. But I can tell you the reason why later because it's there's a reason behind what I'm doing, and we're gonna get into that. Later. I sure hope so because as it stands right now, I, it's pretty weak. I mean, I don't understand. You work on a sports show, and you're so concerned with your with your sleep schedule. Because you want to look all presentable and stuff, but Grant, nobody really cares what you look like at four in the morning. We're a bunch of dudes playing. I mean, here's the with thing: you. you never know when your next opportunity is going to walk right past you. So if I look like a slob wearing pajamas, no gel, Grant, then I'm I don't not. I think anybody's going to hire you just because what you're wearing. They're not. But if I look like a presentable human being, people are going to be more apt to hire me than if you know I walk in in my pajamas. Where do you plan on finding this job? Like on the train? One I don't. Day? I'm just I mean, saying. I'm just saying. Have a job. I know I have a job, but you should always be open for opportunities. So if someone just – if some guy came up to you and said, hey, I'm going to give you double what you make right now. I would say thanks. Where's the contract? What am I doing? Exactly. But Where do you need me to if report? the reason he approached you is because you actually look like a presentable guy and you know what you're doing, then – First of all, Grant, everybody's wearing a suit in New York City. So I don't think that's anything that's going to stand well, out. Not. I think we know you're not. if you're wearing more of like – I don't know. More casual outfit, I think. I don't even. Did I just say outfit? I'm so you did. so disappointed in myself. I've been <laughs> hanging around you way too long. <laughs> I'm changing you, Doss. I'm but, changing. But I mean, you. it just to me, 
what you're wearing, unless you're a, a, an attractive female, is not concerning to me of anything. You know, your resume, uh, the people, your connections, uh, what you can do, your skills. I mean, those are reasons why I would hire someone, not because they uh, were all decked out and had gel in their hair at, but at that, 5 a.m. That's just part of it because I know if an, I'm an employer – and I'm looking for my next person. And this, and like I said, not even in an interview, but if I'm like, I just happen to be in an office and I see guys, I overhear things, I'm like, oh, maybe I should go talk to that guy. I'm going to go to the guy that looks like he knows, like he, he knows what he's doing and he's well put together. I mean, I feel you on that. I, 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 all right. Well, you know what? I've been trying to do better at waking up early. I mean, that was my New Year's resolution. <laughs> That was your resolution? Uh, yeah, because I've been going to sleep so late. So I was trying to go to sleep earlier and have a little more freshness to myself when I wake up in the morning. Right. But it's it's utterly impossible. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my job if I'm not watching the games. Obviously, the most important games are happening in the evening, right? Um, like last night's game. And I don't know. I try to go to sleep. But, I mean, New Year's resolutions, another story, is just – one of the biggest farces ever. I don't think anybody's ever completed a New Year's resolution. And that's where I would chime in and tell you the exact opposite. But that's just your people and my people. <laughs> Let my people go. I do. I, I've set goals every single year, and I do a New Year's resolution. I sit down on the first of every year, and I write down my goals. I do my five-year plan, my three-year goals. And then I do the yearly goal. So let, let me yeah. finish before you interject here. I do my year goal, and then I go nine month, six month, three month, and then daily. And that those are my goals. So then every day, yes, I, those are your goals, Grant. They're and, your and, goals, right. they're not your New Year's resolution. But that all goes into the resolution, which is like where you want to get to where you want to be. So here's I'm going to lay out the plan for it. I'm going to here's my resolution. Here's my goals. And what if you're listening, guys, do this. I'm don't, serious. I'm looking. Don't to, listen to I'm him. looking to all everyone watching right now. Do this. If you don't, do it, it works. You'll be okay. No, you will. I mean, I set goals for myself. That's don't good. get me wrong. I do write them down sometimes if I feel the need to. But as far as the New Year's resolution, like going to the gym and apparently going to bed earlier, I just can't do it. And I don't think many people can. What as was we the found other out. thing though? Because we work with another guy, Chris, Chris Gilberto. We yeah. call him Gilly. And you guys have a little bit of a weight loss bet. And now, listen, if for those who can't see Doss right now, he's not a fat kid. Like, he's not like a guy that needs to lose weight, but he's trying to shed a couple pounds. He's got a baby coming. His wife's trying to kick him into shape a little bit. So it's really funny to, like, come in and see that, like, him and Gilly are trying to lose weight together. And all I hear is, like, hey, what, what are we getting for breakfast? Like, there's just, like, this little hum between the two of them. Like, what, what you guys are going to eat? You know? <laughs> well, the difference is I walk in today, and Gilly's got a Subway sandwich, a 12-inch at, at uh, like, 4.30 a.m. That was weird because who's eating a Subway sandwich at 4.30 in the morning? Who's going to Subway? Yeah, they, they put the the mat, the wrestling mat foam in their, in their bread. All right, this is boring. Anyway, New Year's resolutions are a thing, and we hit the streets of New York City yeah. to find out you know, who is sticking with it and how their resolutions are going. So we're going to put that together for you. It's really, really funny. It's so funny because the great thing about New Yorkers is you're going to get an authentic answer every single time. You can't ask like, hey, can I ask you a question? You have to just get into them, right? And then that's when you, you just bombard them with the question. So we do that. It's, it's honestly really, really funny. We're going to post it later. Make sure you check it out. So we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, Grant apparently is going to tell us why he was watching The Bachelor instead of the national championship game. It'll be good. I mean, I don't understand why, but 
he'll try to edu- educate me and uh, <laughs> let me know. Maybe I should be watching The Bachelor and not be as stressed out about college football. But I doubt it. All right, back with more here. City meets the sticks. Calvin Harris feels so close now. Feel so close to you right now, it's a force field. I wear my heart up on my sleeve like a big deal. Your love bars down on me, surround me like a waterfall. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. baby we're back and i really have to address one thing you know on this show i don't like to talk um things that i find irrelevant because i'm one of the hosts but you know grant has been just so anxious 
to speak about The Bachelor. This is my thing. This television show that I think is nothing more than a waste of time for two hours a week. Is that what it is? Two hours? It's two hours. It's two, two hours. Two hours? Yeah. That's like a movie. It is a little long, and it's it's a tough investment, but if you're in it, it's kind of hard to look away. It's It's weird because it's like – it's just hard not to watch, but – the crazy part about it is like, so I grew up, and this is a true story, grew up watching The Bachelor with my mom, right? And then Aww. kind of take it forward a little bit. I'm with Lauren. She likes the show, so I'm watching it with her. But then I find out the, the greatest news of all time. I come into work and find out from one of our segment producers on our show that there is a Bachelor Fantasy League. What do you mean, Bachelor Fantasy League? It's just like, it, you know, it's like football fantasy, but it's for Bachelors. No, so, it's not. Yes, it is. So listen. Football's a sport. This is essentially a sport, but for women and guys that tune in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm one of them. So I sign up, and then I, I get people involved. But what you do, you know, you pick the, the four women that you think are going to make it to the finals, and then they have, like, trivia of what you think is going to happen on the next episode. So I'm loving this, right? So I'm like, who the heck else can we get involved? So, like, I get Lauren involved, right? I get Bobby. He's one of our producers on the show. Bobby's I get, into I, this thing, too. By Bobby the way. loves it. Bobby loves it. So I get him involved. And so we got a pretty good following. A couple of my other friends, Al, Bree, you know, they're all in. You, on the other hand, we we had to just scratch and pull and do everything we could. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm so pleased to announce that we got Michael Hadassi, the Doss Man Sports. We got him to join the Bachelor Fantasy League. And we look at the standings today. He's winning this. He's winning the whole thing, and he barely watches the show. I didn't even watch the show. I'm dialed into the thing, you know, taking notes, the whole thing. I have 10 points. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Grant, because this is, like, typical typical you. You're so hyped up about something so irrelevant, <laughs> and then you're just not even paying attention. It's just really bad. How is that typical me? Because here it is. I go, and I'm like, Fantasy League, all right, you know, if there's something to win, you know, I could get behind this. But then I said to myself, you know, first of all, Grant doesn't gamble, of course. So there's nothing on the line. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to stoop down to Grant's level. <laughs> and I'm going to join this league. And I'm not even going to watch it, watch the show, and I'm still going to beat him. So first week, show goes off, right? Yeah. And who's winning? Me or you? Das? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Which, you know, it's just so discouraging. Because, like, I'm all pumped up about this. This is, like, my thing. Like, you're the sports guy. We get it, right? So I'm, like, maybe I'm the pop culture guy. I'm the entertainment. I'm the fun guy. Come to find out, I'm at, I'm at the bottom of the barrel. But listen, for everyone that is watching, you can still listen to my notes. And, and I think I have a pretty good thing. I had a slow start, but I'm very confident in where my bachelor skills will take me. And I think I'm going to win the league. So, long story short, I did tune in. You did? I did tune in between commercials at... You know, in and out, I probably gave it a total of, I don't know, two segments, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's not bad. Over, you know, an hour or so, I kind of checked in and out. You got a taste of it. And I tell you, what I did see made me want to throw up. And it made me really question who you really are, really? to be honest. I'm trying to think of what part that was. Oh, my God. I tune in, and the first thing I see, which I kind of liked. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going with These this. topless women... Taking a photo shoot with some douche, Nick. Nick. Who is, I guess, The Bachelor, this guy, Nick. And, you know, we'll get, we'll get into him more because uh, <laughs> if 
his story doesn't tell you all you need to know about this dumb show, then I don't know what will. But the fact is, I tune in, and these girls are in wedding gowns and, like, skimpy wedding dresses. One has no top at all, and she's playing Eve, and yeah, they're doing, she's... like, an Adam and Eve-themed wedding. She's naughty. Which was very nice to look at, <laughs> by the way. Mildly inappropriate. Mildly inappropriate. Then, this second girl, this trash bag, who <laughs> is unbelievably sloppy on this show. Grant, oh. she never not had a drink in her hand. Yeah, she, you know... She's a little broken. She, I mean, she was. It was hot, and she was sweating. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they that's. Were I mean, that's normal. People yeah, sweat the, when they're hot. Yeah, because she was drinking, sweating, yeah. red faced, all over this guy, mm-hmm. taking her top off, letting this guy touch her Corinne. inappropriately. I'm like, what? Their first date? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those things that her parents probably are watching the show, not too proud of their little baby girl. But right that's there. what I'm saying. How could you like this show? Grant, you're so pure. You're such a nice guy. And you watch the show with your mother, for crying out loud. <laughs> Those scenes do get a little awkward when you watch it with Ma. So I try <laughs> to maybe go in the other room if that comes on. Oh, my but, goodness. But, you know, I, the weird thing is, is, like, I try to see past the, you know, the deceitfulness and the corruption of it. And, like, I love the places they go. They travel to some really cool places. Okay. Which, so I'm in Discovery it for that. Channel for that. <laughs> I could, but the quality is a little different. They And you know for a fact, and I hate to burst everyone's bubble, half the 90% of it's not real at all. We know that there's people behind the scenes that are just they're, that. They're trying to get the story, mm-hmm. which kind of brings me to the part that th- this chick, I love this girl, and I don't know if you know where I'm going, the dolphin girl. The dolphin What's girl. her name? What's the dolphin's girl? Bobby. Alexis. Alexis. Alexis from Secaucus. We're going to hook Alexis up we with Bobby, by the way. We love Alexis, I got to tell you, I was laughing so hard. The first episode when she hopped into the pool and she was she she was dressed as a shark, but she was claiming that she was a dolphin because she's an aspiring dolphin trainer, right? So she like in the middle of everything, she's you know putting shots down, doing the whole thing, hops in the pool and she's going. Oh, man. She's making dolphin noises. So then it summons the guy Nick to come over. She's she's tricky like that, and she stayed. She stayed in the next episode. You know, speaking of Nick, now I don't know much about the show, but from what I've heard from you guys is that this is like the third or fourth time he's been the Bachelor. Yeah, is he's, that true? He's been on. He was on the Bachelorette twice. Then he was on Bachelor in Paradise, which is basically just a romper room for you know young singles. It's it's like. You know, walking into uh, Senor Frogs for like yeah. two months straight. Okay, and then and then now he's the Bachelor. He's like they're trying to give him a second chance, you know, or like a fourth chance. You know, everyone believes in love. They think this is it. But is it- if you're the Bachelor for three straight seasons, no, no, no. He was the he was the he was on the Bachelorette. So he think of the roles reversed. Oh, he was the winner. He was one of the guys. Did so he there win? Was, there was tw- no. He got to the end and then he got denied. Okay. He went to propose to this girl Andy. And he got denied. Now, I think that this guy just uh, he just wants fame and fortune, and well, he course. doesn't want anything to do with love. Because I'll tell you one thing: this guy is making out with thirty girls a night on this show. Yeah, I like him for that, <laughs> <laughs> but I hate that he's a phony. Yeah. So I mean, he should just, you know, man up and say, "Listen, I'm in this to make out with as many girls as possible, right. and if I find love, great." Right. You know, instead of, oh, I'm here looking for love, and right. I'm going to make out with all of you, too. If he was looking for I'm love. I'm just testing you guys out. Yeah. Well, because that's kind of what it seems like with the whole Corinne deal. You know, he's into that. She's crazy. And he's like, okay, I'm kind of into that. You got to go for the nice ones. You got to go for the ones that, like, I ended up. So I had uh, <gasps> Danielle M. I'm looking at my Fantasy Bachelor League right now for the, oh, the final goodness. four. I got Danielle M., neonatal nurse, early favorite. 
Danielle L, who's just sweet. We've got Vanessa, the special ed teacher, and then Raven, our girl from Arkansas. We love her. She's like, hey, y'all. What do you <laughs> What's love? What's good? Oh, okay. I don't know if she says what's good. That might have been a Probably little. Probably not. But she's like, hi, baby. Like, sweet tea and lemonade and <laughs> all that good stuff. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I still don't get it. The, the level of disgust that I have when I watch this show and then think about you watching it makes me question, you know, what kind of guy you really are. And I think that you're being maybe corrupted a little bit. Oh, for sure. Show. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's definitely not a show that if I, like, walked in on my kids watching, I'd be, like, happy they are watching. I know the show. I like Chris Harrison as a host. Like, I'm kind of into, like, who? I'm just into the production of the show versus, like, you know, the sloppy girls. Because when it gets down towards the end, the, the end or the beginning is always crazy, right? But then as it gets toward the end, it starts to get a little less crazy. And then it's more about, like, hey, I'm actually looking for love. That's when yeah, we right. see it. I mean, I've seen this story before, whether it was a real world or road rules or, you know, all no, those see, things. See, that one is. That, there, there's no no one's looking for love there. That's just craziness. Jersey yeah. Shore. Yeah, I know the road so rules. So I've, uh, I've been trying to get Grant. Basically, this is my life mission now. As you guys may or may not know, Grant doesn't like to swear. So he doesn't curse at all. I've actually never heard him curse. He says freaking or he <laughs> says bimbo or like, <laughs> I don't know. All kinds of these weird, weird uh, alternatives for cursing where I just cut, you know, straight to the point and say, yeah, you know. <laughs> so my whole mission now is to get Grant to curse. And I think I'm going to get him to do it, you know, relatively soon. Today was I was almost close. You know, he was in a bad mood today. You were in a bad mood today. Uh, I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted. Yeah, because you're too busy watching The Bachelor. It was worth it. So I'm not upset, but. So, I don't know. Stay tuned for that. If there's anybody on Facebook Live that may know Grant better than I do, let me know what I can do to get him to curse. Maybe I can call Lauren up and find out. Has Lauren ever heard you curse? I don't know. Because, like, listen, I'm not a perfect person. Like, Why aren't you cursing? I do have a reason for it. I'd love to know. Let me know, please. So... When I was in second grade, right, and listen, I'm like a, like a good, pure little angel child, right, second grade, and we're in the classroom, and there, there's like these magnetic boards with the letters, right? You know those boards that you can spell out words, you can spell out dog, you can spell out cat, you know what I'm talking about? Of course, of okay. course. I was a kid. So we had those boards, and so all the little guys in my class started writing out the F word. Now for those piece of garbage. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Donald. Uh, <laughs> so they're writing out the, the four letter F word, which we all know. And in second grade, In second grade. So then not. So then it goes from the magnetic board to then we're trying to get down and we're actually writing it on sheets of paper, like all over the place, all over the place. We're writing down the F word. So I remember bringing it home one what, day. You homeschooled. Where's your teacher? I don't know where she was. So I bring it home one day. My mom sees it, whatever, takes a sheet of paper, says, what are you doing? And, you know, so then we go on. So then later, later, I go. <laughs> I'm home one day, and I go down to the dinner table, right? My mom, dad, call me down for dinner. Bud, come downstairs. Call me Bud. Go downstairs, and I whispered into my dad's ear the F word, right? <laughs> I, I just, out of nowhere, no reason for it. I wasn't, I wasn't upset. I didn't even know what this word meant. Whatever. So I go up to my you dad. You had to know what it means. I had no idea. You guys were talking about it all day. I, had, I was in second grade. I had no idea. So what did the other kids say it was? I don't know. I didn't ask them. It was just a word. So I go up. I go into my dad's ear. I whisper the F word in my dad's ear. He looks at me. He goes, what did you say? And let me pause the story. My dad is the sweetest guy. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. Just a little, you know, 
precursor what I'm about to tell you. What did you say? Pushes himself away from the dinner table, rips my pants down, spanks me, and oh. I and I peed all over the kitchen. Come on! I'm peeing all over the kitchen because I was <laughs> I was scared to death. I didn't know Are what was going serious? on. I said this word in my dad's ear that I didn't even know what it meant. Oh he rips my, my trousers down and spanks me, and I'm peeing all over the kitchen. <laughs> so I'm like going hide into the bathroom, crying my eyes out. Wow! And I'm like, what? Like I didn't know what was going on. I was oh petrified. So I come out, dinner was ruined, no dessert, like the whole thing. And so that is the very oh reason God. to this day that I don't I don't curse. Dude, I don't swear. And that so stuck funny. with me. And not that I couldn't curse, but I just, I choose not to from that very moment in second grade. So that's good parenting. If everyone's listening, that's good parenting. Holy cow. That's what happened. You're fired. <laughs> But I just got to let you know, that is one of the funniest stories I ever heard. Yes. Yeah. First off. Second off, you can curse as an adult and not just uncontrollably pee all over, your, <laughs> over yourself. Dude, every, like, if I come, every time I, I say that word, then next thing you know, I just picture my dad. If you what? I, 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 or curse, I'm sorry. Every time I curse. Every time I curse. Every time I curse, I picture that moment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Leave it to Daz. City meets the stairs. Leave it to Daz. I almost got him to curse. <laughs> Leave it to him to find every creepy thing when I'm trying to be a stand-up guy. That's you. You're a dark individual. Wow. You're, you're... I got to meet your father. What did he think about that? He must have been pissed. Well, I'm sure if he's watching right now, he's going to want to tell everyone, like, listen, I'm a good guy, and I'll tell everyone he's a great guy. We don't need someone to come check to see it, you know. I believe in good parenting. I'm going to slap my kid if he's going to do something stupid. That's parenting. I'm Agreed. sick of this whole thing. You, you know, I can't spank because I don't want, you know, want, you know, the nation to get mad. I'm oh sick of that God. crap. All right. Spank your kids. Don't curse. So we had a breakthrough today on City Meets the Sticks just a couple of seconds ago. Grant <laughs> almost cursed. Almost. So I'm thinking that by next episode, I'm going to get him to curse on camera. No and, way. Uh, my willpower is so strong, it's ridiculous. We'll be a lot better off. But... Before we do that, we're going to go to break, and we're going to play one of Grant's favorites yes. by Garth Brooks. Oh, Garth. When we come back, it's going to be Grant's rant, and he's going to talk to all the little children and to all you out there that maybe need a little more Grant in their lives. Back with more City Meets the Sticks after this. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Ruined your black tie fair Last one to know Last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the surprise And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne I toasted you, said honey Step on down to the 
up, everybody? Welcome back to City Meets the Sticks. This is Grant White. I'm joined with Michael Hadassi. We're live in New York City right now. And I'm going to give you a nice little change of pace. I know you're used to my, my dark friend here, Michael Hadassi. But I'm going to give you Grant's rant right now. And this is something we're going to try to do every week. But I'm going to give you the lighter side of things. So today at work we were talking about Justin Bieber, right? And everyone started talking so badly about him, how terrible of a person he is, all the, all the mistakes he's made, all the stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, you know what? Maybe he was just a broken kid, right? Maybe he was just a broken dude who came to fame really early, you know, and now, now he's, he's turning things around. So, you know, he made some mistakes when he was 16. He's driving around Miami. He, you know, he's getting pulled over. He's getting into fights with people. But if you think about it, this guy came to fame at such a young age that maybe he didn't really have the guidance he needed. He was, he was hooked up with, with Usher, right? And so Usher's a good dude. But as a kid, you don't really know. You can't really sense your right from wrong if you're just submerged into this Hollywood culture that, you know, the Hollywood culture views is right. But maybe everyone outside the world views as not so right. So I have a soft spot for the Biebs. So we started talking about it today. And, you know, my thing is that I truly do believe people can change. You know, I, I, as a Christian guy, you know, I always believe it doesn't matter how far that you've been. You can always, you know, turn yourself around from, from where you've been and to where you're going. So I truly do believe that about the Biebs. I know that he hooked up with uh, a guy that I just absolutely adore, Carl Lentz. He's a guy. He's a pastor of Hillsong Church in New York City. He's worked with guys like uh, Kevin Durant. Um, you know, and then so so big big time guys, and he's basically saying like, listen, you don't you don't have to follow the rules of of the church. You just need to focus more on the you know the relationship with Jesus. So that's what this guy preaches, and and he's kind of been working with the Biebs. So I really do think that that Bieber can turn it around. And and for those listening, that that maybe it's not even just Bieber, but maybe it's you. Maybe you've kind of been in a, a tough spot. You know, maybe. You, you kind of think that your past is a little too far gone. You think you've made mistakes that you wish you didn't have. But the, the good news is that, that can all turn around. And so that's kind of the thing that I was trying to tell everybody today, that it doesn't really matter where you've been. It's just kind of where you're going and what you're going to do. So I believe, like, you can start today. You can, you can turn around today into where you're going and what you want your life to look like. You don't have to let your past determine what your future is going to be. So I like the Biebs. I think, I think he's going to turn it around. Um, you know, I, I know it's just got to be hard. It's hard living in that national spotlight all the time. And But I think if people reach out to the guy and try to do it, much like Carl Lentz did, I think that, that we can all change and we can all get better and we can all every day make steps to being the person that we want to be. And that starts with just kind of doing the things we want to do. So um, I'm, I'm praying for the Biebs. I hope he turns it around. But, you know, so that's Grant's rant, guys. You know, I just I do think people can change and – Think about it. You know, if, if you're watching right now and you're taking a, a step back from all the humor, just think about it. Think about maybe you're not too proud of your past, but just know that you can turn it around and, and we can move forward from there. Jeez, I'm really excited about Grant's <laughs> rant because now I know that I can change. And if you can change and he can change and Bieber can change, we all can change. Listen, I knew I was going to get a hard time for doing this, but I have to, for those watching that are, want a little, maybe a little light, I'm trying to be that for you guys, unlike, you know, 
the uh, right. the rainstorm over With here. With the light comes the darkness. <laughs> and that's why we work so well together, brother. So I love being on the show. We have a good time. Uh, City Meets the Sticks, episode four. Thank you all for joining us. Periscope, Facebook Live, YouTube page, Instagram. Check us out. City Meets the Sticks underscore show. Uh, we're back here, and uh, we're going to wrap it up, talk about a couple of things going around on uh, social right now. I don't know if you guys saw, but the, the New Orleans uh, baseball team, minor league affiliate, Changed their mascot name to the Baby Cakes, I believe, yeah. right? The Nola Baby Cakes. The Nolia Nola. Baby Cakes. <laughs> N- not Nolia. Yeah. And the Nolia. No, Nolia. You don't know Nolia? New Orleans. Nolans. 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 That's where they came from. So they changed their mascot to the Baby Cakes. And if you guys have seen the video, it might be the next character of the worst horror movie you ever saw. It is truly – I had to cut this tape today, so we did it on our show this morning, and I had to cut this. And it was truly like a life version of Chucky, the, the scary murdering doll. But bigger, uglier, and scarier. Yeah. So it's this – Chucky's a little thing. Chucky's like one foot. If that thing ever came to me with a knife, <laughs> I would punt it so far I'd get a job in the NFL. <laughs> I can't even – I'm, I'm laughing that hard that I had to take a second, but – this baby is like six feet tall, and he's delivering cakes to people's houses in the rain. It's in. It's if you if you see this video, we're gonna end up putting it up. This baby is walking around the, the huge head, and it's like gangly, like the skin on the thing looks diseased, and he's just walking up, super creepy, and handing cakes to people. Oh my god! So creepy, and this is to promote a minor league baseball team. They like, this is the creepiest thing ever. They should have called animal control on that thing. You don't answer the door for that thing. If I saw that coming to my door, I would tackle it so hard into the ground and just run for my life. Tackle it to the ground? I'm walking out with my shotgun and say, <laughs> either you turn around or I'm going to make you turn around. Would you keep the cake, though? Hell yeah, keep the cake. I would <laughs> test it, though, for, for poison. You're trying to lose weight, though. You can't do that. Uh, we all have cheat days. That That is true. The cake looks good, but... Super creepy. I don't know what they were going for there. I don't know what type of promotion they're going for, but super creepy. I don't think it's a good job. That's just my opinion. Horrible mascot name, by the way. I mean, can you come up with something better? Well, I think the baby cake is like a thing that is known in the New Orleans area. Like, a, like baby cakes are like a treat in that area that, that people oh, like yeah. to, to have. But my personal opinion, I mean, I like the name. I think it's really funny. And even like the logo for the team, the New Orleans baby cakes, it's really funny. But they took it to a whole new level when they brought this creepy, crazy doll figurine. Uh, well, why didn't they call them the beignets? Is That's what they're known for, the beignets, not a baby cake. What is a beignet? A beignet is like It's like a, a bidet, the thing that cleans your butt out after you poop, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that looks like Italian. It's an Italian thing. Do you have a bidet? Uh, don't make fun of the Italians. <laughs> do the you Italians have do that. They, do, they call it a zeppoli. <laughs> right? It has nothing to do with pooping unless you eat too many. <laughs> so they should have called them New Orleans beignets. What the hell is a baby cake? I gotta look into this. Or the this. bidets. You know what? I hate this mascot. I hate New Orleans. <laughs> but really, is the bidet? I, I can't get this off my mind. This is so funny. The bidet is that an Italian thing, or where is it? From? What the hell are you talking about? The bidet is not an Italian thing. <laughs> the bidet is a. I'm tool crying. I'm crying. Or a an appliance. I don't know what. What it's like it? a hose. It's like I a power hose is, for yourself. They call it an appliance. It's basically a toilet that <laughs> <laughs> squirts water up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
probably one of the weirdest inventions I've ever heard of. <laughs> I don't even know what it's for. Like, why did someone decide to come up with this thing? I don't know, but you know what I'm happy about? <laughs> squeak, squeak, yo. I'm really, really happy that someone along the way said, you know what? This water squirter in the butt is a bad idea. <laughs> and then they stopped making them. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> because if someone had to come and said that, it would <laughs> we'd be getting <laughs> we'd be getting butt sprayed on the regular. Well, you know, like when I was a kid, if I like messed myself, my dad, <laughs> my dad was having to spray off with a hose. <laughs> so, so maybe that's where it all came from. Someone decided you the know older what? generation. Yeah, they were used to it. They take you outside and spray you down, and that was... I wonder if Wikipedia has... Oh, my has gosh. That might have been the funniest thing I've ever talked about on air. I, and it was so authentic. Day. We did not plan this. We oh, did not plan this at all. You said beignet, and I said bidet. It's actually spelled bidet. B-I-D-E-T. Well, it's, is, it fr- is it French, then? It's in a, Yeah, it's, it's French, French furniture makers in the late 17th century. No exact date or inventor is known. Yeah, of course not, because nobody was <laughs> taking credit for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Who's gonna take credit for a butt, for a butt cleaner? Yeah, the creepiest <laughs> tool ever. Oh my oh, god! Oh, the French. God bless the French. They're doing some weird stuff over there. Oh, you were right. The earliest written reference to the bidet is in 1710 in Italy. It is. I knew it was an Italian oh thing. My goodness. French, Italian. God bless you. Good noche. But that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that is that is hilarious. The bidet. Who knew the bidet could get such a conversation started? I have no idea. I was going to do a Das Nose, but I, I think I just did it. <laughs> that was it. Das I mean... Nose, stay away from the bidets. <laughs> I mean, I was going to get on the refs and how annoying they are in the NFL and how we just need to do away with them. But, I mean, I'm going to do – see, I'm going to fall victim to what everyone else does sure. as far as being a fan in the NFL. Because when Saturday and Sunday's games are going along, you know, you're screaming at the television for – how bad the officiating is, how bad the calls are, how poor the play, the level of play is in the competition, and you know you're up in arms about it. You can't take it. You're d- during the games, Twitter is going rampant, right? But then Monday comes, you talk about it for a couple of minutes. The winners move on. Tuesday comes, everybody forgets all the mishaps, yeah, all the errors, everything that went wrong. You know, Matt Moore basically got decapitated by Bud Dupree, and then Jay Ajayi pushes the guy not even an inch, and gets the same penalty that Dupree got for virtually killing Matt Moore. Dead. Like, I actually thought he was dead. I was at Texas Roadhouse watching it, and I thought he was dead. So between that and then in the Seattle late game, I mean, this guy makes a catch. I've never heard of the guy, Robinson or Jefferson or Jackson. Who cares? But he (laughs) made a great catch. And then you look at the replay, and it's a complete face mask on the offensive side, and it should have been no score. Okay, now that kind of thing should be taken care of at the moment it happens. The whoever we're all watching the replay, right? Yeah. Go back and if you want to have replay in the game, and change the call or make the appropriate call. And they say, oh, we we don't call penalties on the replay. You know what? That's horse crap. And it's given the umpires and the referees in these sports too much power. Yeah. Okay. No, I Hold agree. them accountable. Okay. If they make a call, they miss something. Guess what? That's why you have 25 cameras on the game so you can see every single thing that you need to see. Right? Couldn't, couldn't agree more. You know, and then the Giants game, of course, they're my pick for the Super Bowl. Horrible job by me. Horrible job by them. And one day I'm really going to get on Odell Beckham. I don't know if today is the day. I mean, I feel like everybody 
kind of, you know, took their shots at him. And, you know, I can say a lot of the same stuff. And I think Jerry Reese put it best this afternoon, the GM of the Giants, when he said there comes a time in every man's life where they have to grow up. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to put it because we all know that he didn't do the right thing. Whether he got intoxicated or not, whether it affected his actual game on the field or not, he just didn't do the right thing, and it wasn't a mature move. It wasn't a team-first move, and it was a me move. And hanging out with Bieber and hanging out with those guys, you know what, now he has all offseason. He can hang out with whoever the heck he wants, yeah. and he deserves that. Yeah, save it for the offseason. Aaron Rodgers is great, okay, but that Hail Mary at the end of the first, at the end of the first half changed the entire um, complexion of the game. It was a push-off by Randall Cobb. I don't care what you well, say. It was a push-off. Debatable, but... It could have been called or it could not have been called. Either way, it was a push-off. Okay, if you put two hands on the defender and restrict him from getting to the ball and give yourself an extra six inches of openness and make the catch, that is what a pass interference is. And if you're not going to call it, fine. But don't think that we're stupid and we don't see this because we see you, NFL. We see you. Okay, and we know what you're about. Das is coming for you. All right, and your shtick—it's getting very old now. Okay, the fans are smarter; they see more. Partially because you gave us the angles, you let us see more. Okay, so just know that we're watching, and some of us aren't watching anymore. So keep that in mind when you try and sweep everything under the rug. And we'll leave it at that. My is that Siri? Siri? Agrees. My Siri What's agrees. Siri saying to you? She's saying she agrees. Down with the NFL. No. <laughs> she's talking back. She doesn't like Check what Doss is saying. Oh, she's she pulled she's... up some cute girl. Oh, shocking. Oh, That's Siri's every... cool. Regardless, the NFL needs to do a better job of not thinking we're idiots, okay? And putting up putting forth a better product on the field. And I think we can all agree with that, you know. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. And I, my problem was all the no calls, not only in the NFL, but like last night, you know, as I watched the highlights, I saw a lot of hits that, that were helmet to helmet that's not being called. And we're trying to prevent that stuff. And like, I know from experience, getting a concussion stinks. Like, it's not fun. And, it, and it's a really bad thing. And then if you get multiple, multiple of, of these concussions, like, your life's going to be affected. So, just for player safety, for like the longevity of, of the athletes playing the game, like, I agree with Richard Sherman on this. Like, Buckle down. We got to get better with this stuff. You, you can't keep letting these these hits to the head go. Aaron Williams, the guy on the Buffalo Bills, he's done. Like, he was out for the rest of the year. He's an awesome safety. Like, awesome. And he was out for the rest of the year because of a dirty hit by uh, Bobby's Dolphins. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unacceptable. You can't have these hits to people's head. When you're leading with the crown of your helmet and your face is heading right into someone else's face, It's you got to be done. Like, you're done with the game. There should be no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins did get called for that, which was like, That's it true. was good, but like, it it has to go before that. Like, we have to not let it get to that point. It's like saying, you know, we, I, I, it's like saying, don't do this, but they go ahead and do it, and then the guy like really hurts himself and he's out. So you you need to stop it before that. You have to say like, don't do it. You have to like make it a big enough like reason to not 
do these helmet-to-helmet hits, it's going to wake the players up and say, oh, I actually can't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know what the real answer is, but um, they have to be more consistent. You know, that's really my whole thing. There's going to be violence in football, Grant, though. You know, this this is a, a man's game. I completely you know? agree with that. But do it. You don't have to lead with your helmet at someone else's helmet in order to really try to knock the person out of the game. Same with, like, low cheap shots. It's like, just tackle the right way. And, like, of course. Take the helmets away. Don't take the helmets away. Take the helmets away. You take away someone leading with their head. I guarantee it. I know. That's what they do in rugby. That's why rugby is such a respected game. I have an Australian friend. He's like 12 feet tall, but he plays rugby. And he said that the respect that the the Australians have for one another, like, of course, it's brutal and it's crazy. If you watch the Olympics, like, these dudes are insane. But they do it in a respectful way. Like, you might get hurt on a fluke accident, but people aren't just charging with their helmet like it's a weapon. It's like when kids play or, you know... Teenagers play uh, tackle football on the on the schoolyard field. Yeah, you know nobody's leading with their head and launching someone at someone to make a tackle. You know exactly. it's a little more careful and probably less injuries. Of course, injuries are going to happen, but the right. whole the head contact is not going to happen as much. Well, and it's it's like it's praised, which is the sick part. Like yeah, in the national spotlight, like oh heads up football. But like if you know and you've been involved in football, like I, I can't tell you how many times I was told lead with your face. I played fullback. Lead with your face. <laughs> against against Aaron Lynch, who's playing for the 49ers, or against D.D. Lattimore, who's with the Bears, or Sam Barrington, who's with the Packers. Like, lead with your face against these guys. No! Like, not at all! Because my face is going to hurt, and I don't want to do that. And I have a concussion, and when you're seeing lime green after you've hit someone in the face with your face, it makes you second-guess hitting people with your face. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it, these folks, some of them are just no regard for their, their body or others' bodies, and they're just... You know, that's but that's the kind of guys that are attracted to the NFL. Well, we all like the big hits. Yeah. Just like the Odell catches, we also like the big hits. When Ray Lewis played, people watch Ray Lewis because he could hurt people. Speaking of which, Odell catch the damn ball. I mean, you're paid to catch, catch the, the ball. Catch the ball, stay off the boat. Yeah. I mean, don't pop mollies. Don't do bad things, Odell. We're uh, watching you. I saw your eyes. Your pupils were dilated. You don't have to tell me. We all know what that means. So. Stas knows there. Listen, I'm switching my pick. I'm going back to the Packers. They were my original pick. It was between the Packers and Giants at the beginning of the year. I'm going to revert back to the Packers. Don't give me credit if they win the Super Bowl, but just know that I did say them in the beginning of the year, them and the Giants. I'm disappointed in the Giants, but going forward, we'll see what happens. So I'm going to take the Packers from here on out. I still got KC. I think they can take the Patriots down. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. My pick. All right. Sounds good. So, that just about wraps up episode four. Unless yeah. you have anything else you want to say, I don't think I have anything else. We had fun. This was uh, this was a fun day because that that little bit about the bidet that was really funny and it was unexpected. And whenever we can go with a show that's a little bit off the cuff, um, you know, it's a good time. So, the car. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Thought we had a good time. No, it was great. And we have a big treat for you guys later. Keep an, li- keep an eye out for City Meets the st- City Meets the Sticks on the Streets. Yeah. And it's funny. It's uh, New Year's Resolution Edition. We have some uh, just ridiculously funny uh, like, guys, skits on this that. This is hilarious. I'm not kidding you. Please watch this. Like, if there's nothing else you do tonight, we'll post it out later tonight. Prime time. We're smart. We're smart marketers. <laughs> City Meets the Stick is smart with their marketing. We're going to put it up tonight. Can't wait for you guys to watch it. We had a lot of fun. So be careful with the bidet. Don't get squirted with the water. Don't get spanked and start peeing everywhere. And make sure, if you do, that you clean it up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's it. Check us out on iTunes. We're on Facebook Live, Periscope, 
uh, YouTube, City Meets the Sticks, and then we're on Instagram, City Meets the Sticks underscore show. We're everywhere. We're coming for you. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And we'll see you next week. City Meets the Welcome Sticks. Welcome to Clean Cut Studios in New York City. This is where the city meets the sticks. I'm your host, Grant White. And I'm Michael Hidasi. Thank you